You're listening to The Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. All right, everyone, so incredibly fired up right now. This is my first chick chat. Yeah, you heard that right. (laughs) (laughs) Episode number 14. And why is this so different, you might ask? Well, it's different because chick chats are going to be with people I know really well. And you may get a little glimmer of something you didn't know about me, you may get some really awesome, awesome takeaways from my friends that have gone through incredible relaunches that have had amazing silver linings. And you're going to be thinking about your BFFs along the way. And so I am kicking the chick chat. I'd like you to say that 10 times in a row. (laughs) I got to say, this is Kim Bruce. For those that know her intimately, like I do, we call her Kimmy. And Kimmy, thank you for being on my very first chick chat. I'm excited. A chick chat. (laughs) I mean, what better way to have it with you? Okay. But what's the greatest part of this, everyone, is that we just came up with a name, chick chat. We were going all across the board in terms of what name we should call these types of episodes. So we are so fired up to have have chick chat. Okay. So I would like to ask you, you are somebody I admire so much. For those that don't know, we actually co-founded a business together, Everloop, a security company for kids. And then from there, you have continued down the path of high tech. Yep. But I want to go back and I want to ask you, share with us the journey of what ultimately we're going to talk about today, which how did you, how did you get to be where you are right now? You want it from a business perspective or a personal perspective? (laughs) (laughs) So first off, we probably should have done this before, but... I'm thinking we're going to talk about exercise, Okay. which by the way, I haven't done any exercise ones. And so you guys, if you are listening in, you are going to hear a story that will have you like, like rolled over, grabbing your stomach, like hunched over. And, and <laughs> Carrie, I know where you're going Carrie's with that like, story. Carrie's like, what story are you talking oh, about? <laughs> Again, I don't want these to be all scripted. So this is like <laughs> off the cuff. If you guys could see us, we're like, we're, we're around this like old wooden table. That's actually, I think a door that they put yes, on is. some, some metal, some like iron. And we are sitting side by side <laughs> in this room. And yeah, I mean, it can't be too scripted. It has no. to be like off the cuff. So what I'd like to talk about is your journey to get to where you are, which is this like ultimate athlete. Okay. Well, okay. So I grew up playing competitive soccer, like started playing 
soccer at age four, was a competitive swimmer, one of those kids that, you know, was being hauled around from place to place, you know, traveling all over. And then I was going to play in college and I ended up tearing my ACL and decided... So you were college bound. I was college bound. You were going to be a soccer player. And I was thinking that that was going to be my path forward. I mean, soccer wasn't what it was, you know, it was just starting these ODB camps and like these accelerated programs. And I was going to go do that. And then I tore my ACL and it was the first time in my life I had a break. And I... Is that first time you've ever had anything like physically like physically you wrong nev- you never had anything I broke my point. arms a small kid but yeah. like nothing nothing that set me back and I kind of lost my love and I decided I'm done I'm tired of this I don't want to do all the regimens all the routines the workout I honestly fell out of love with sports fell out of love didn't even know that I've never heard yeah. you say that so then I went off to college and four years of college you know I did intramural sports but if I went to the gym I hated it Hated picking up a weight, hated running. No. Like to me, exercise was punishment and it was a means to an end to lose weight. Like it didn't, there was no joy. Okay. So for those that don't know, Kimmy, if you could even like imagine her not working out, it would be like, which you know how they always say, yeah, they always say yin and yang, like friendships. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So she's the workout queen and I'm like, you know, the dessert mongrel, like who's sitting in the corner, like just one more brownie, one more cookie. Okay. Really funny. All right. So you all of a sudden had this happen and you're like, okay, not interested really in working out. Didn't enjoy it. It was a means to an end. It was like, I I had to work out because I didn't want to gain weight. And then I got married and had start, got pregnant and was working out through my pregnancies, but again, no joy. No joy. Into it. You wasn't into it. it. Was it was to me it was torture. And after I had my second son, I was one of those moms who had two crying babies at home. My two year old was crying if he couldn't see me. My newborn had reflux and would cry all day long. And I was I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And so it was the first time I'd ever been like with my kids, like all the time. And I was like, wow, what did I do? <laughs> Whoa. I so, think a lot of us know about yes. that. We're like, okay, really? Yes. You know, there was, think I love you kids, but, but it was time. You're driving yes. me crazy. Yes. And so I met a friend who basically convinced me to join a gym that had two hours of daycare that you could check your <laughs> so, children in for two hours. Okay. So you actually went to the gym just so you had to so check the kids in free daycare, free daycare. And oh, so I met a, another woman there who started asking me a lot of questions about like my background in terms of my childhood, my athletics and blah, blah, blah. And she, she said to me one day, do you swim? And I was like, I swam as a kid, but like, I haven't, you know, put on a bathing suit, like to go swim a lap for like, since I was 12. <laughs> Fast forward, she convinces me to swim, and all of a sudden, I was like, I'm actually pretty good at swimming. And then I kind of was like, well, all right, well, I already run on a treadmill, and then I started taking spin classes at the gym, and suddenly, I was like kind of doing all three things. I was running, biking, swimming. So I said to her, like, well, have you ever done one of those triathlon Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got to go back to when you first dropped off the kids- it was did pure you, joy. Did you, did you go and actually work out, or did were you one of those women who went to the pool and sat- 
on the chaise lounge and was like, I got two hours of free time right now. Well, the first two months I went to the cafe because I knew they would call me after 15 minutes to come get my crying kids. And my kids would get kicked out of daycare because they hated it so So you much. couldn't even enjoy no. the two hours. So no. it took you time to even build I had to build. Up. I had to build. Build the oh children into okay. the time to get to the gym. Okay. Because I'm sitting here thinking the women that drop their kids off and don't actually go to the gym. No, I went. And leave and spend two hours yeah, going yeah, off. No, I okay. did. Okay. okay, so you you're building up and then I'm finally you up. get it. But now you're now you're starting to enjoy the swimming, biking, running. And, running. and I met some women at the gym who, you know, had I never had done this, I would never have met. And so this one woman who was the one that asked me if I swam convinced me to do a try for fun. And so I had never I'd swim a in a triathlon, 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 but a really small one, like a okay. really short distance yeah. one. Like most people hear of Ironmans, those are massively all day. This is like a mini, 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 mini one. And I had, I didn't own a bike. I had never swam outside of the lap pool at the club and I had only uh, run on a treadmill. And I borrowed a bike the night before the race and didn't even know how to shift the gears. And it was in a lake. It was like a like a 300 yard swim so think of like 12 laps back and forth uh a 13 mile bike and a three mile run and I went out and did it and so I like crossed the finish line and like I think I like got like second or third in my age group like I didn't even know what I was doing and of I was course, like of course you did of and course I was like, you got second or third I mean the fact that you didn't get first I'm actually shocked about but but you were up there you were a medal winner but here's <laughs> the thing that it was I found joy it wasn't exercise. It wasn't about losing weight. It wasn't about what my body looked like. It was something for me to go do for myself mm. outside of my husband, my kids. You loved it. I loved it. And then from there, it grew. So it was like, okay, I did a little short one. Now I'm going to try a bigger one. And I know where you're going to go for this. So I kept getting, trying these things and I would you know, I would surprise myself and I would do very well. And I ended up qualifying to do the Hawaii Ironman, which is, if anyone knows about triathlon, like, that's did you like just, did the you, Olympics okay, first of, of all, triathlon. Yeah. So everyone <laughs> out there who's listening right now, you just heard she went from these like mini, mini, mini and boom. Yes. All of a sudden she is doing, yes. she's doing the Ironman in Hawaii. So my first, so I qualified at a half Ironman and I had never done an Ironman. So my first Ironman experience was the Hawaii Ironman in Kona, which I mean, yeah, fabulous. Yeah. And I mean, seriously though, who even like, can, I, I honestly, men, women, I know two people who've actually, no, maybe three. I know three people. You are the only woman I know who actually has done an Ironman. So, I mean, the whole thought of like, and now I want to go to the time where you were, um, you were going off to your second Ironman. Yes. And as a, you know, dear, dear friend of mine, I'm like, I need to understand. I need to understand your passion, your, like, what drives you? What is this, this experience of a triathlon? Right. Forget about, like, Ironman. I had no idea even at that point. I'm just like, oh, she's, she's really, you know, really athletic and really good at all this stuff. So we venture off to Hawaii. Yep. And I basically say I'm going to be your Sherpa. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, and she has no idea that the Sherpa for Ironman is, it's 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, it is until one of, 
six oh. or seven o'clock at night if you're lucky that you yeah. finish it in anywhere between, you know, 10, 11 hours. Uh, it's exhausting. It's, it, it is absolutely <laughs> the most rigorous thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, forget about, forget about like working and doing, you know, doing conference, raising money, doing anything. This was like so challenging. So we get up at 4 a.m. Yep. 4 a.m. And, and again, we're going over to have her get in the water. You were yep. getting in the ocean. Yep. It's dark. Yep. It's so dark. And it is, it's kind of like weird weather. It's a little chilly, but yeah. it's not. And everyone's walking around and very quiet. Nobody's yes. really talking to A lot of much. angst of people. Yeah. And you end up getting in and you finish, like you, you really do well. Yes. I was like... I don't know, maybe first or second out of the water in my age group. Right. Yes. But I mean, super impressive. So I had made you signs yes. and I called, I called you my iron queen. And, I mean, for everyone <laughs> she else. She hats. Yeah, I had hats printed up and shirts. And I mean, if I was going to go over there, I was going to be like the ultimate yes. supporter. I mean, for people who didn't know us, I for sure was your partner. Like I was life your partner. Yeah, yes. oh, life partner. I was like, you know, you go girl, <laughs> you know, my iron queen. <laughs> and then I had your bib number on my, yep. so I watch you and I see you, I think it was uh, the bike race I waited for you, which is kind of weird because you have to run all the way over to get to a certain area that I know you're going right. to be. Right. So it takes a long time to even get there. And then you literally like buzz by yeah. and it's triathlons a hard spectator sport. Uh, like yes. very challenging. Yes. I mean, we deserve a medal. Yes. Just by being <laughs> Yes. There. Yes. And so you zip by and I get all of like two seconds. Did you even see me? Uh, yes. You did. Yes. Like I screamed loud yes. enough that yes. my sign, yes. my big gigantic yes. board. I mean, I couldn't read the sign, but yes. Yeah. And I, I felt like one of those, um, you know, when there's a- uh, Like a car wash? Yeah, car wash girl. I was a car wash girl. <laughs> I'm like flipping the sign. I'm like, you know, shaking it left and right. You know, you go, go. And then I found you on the run. Yes. And do you remember what happened? Yes. I wasn't feeling so good. Oh, you first off, it was getting hotter yes. and hotter through the day. So the radiant heat off the pavement, I think that day was like 110. Like it was so, like when I pulled into transition from the bike. So you, you bike 112 miles. And so you come into transition. I had salt like tire marks on my legs of how much I was sweating out there. And you did, I didn't realize how much I hadn't, I wasn't taking in enough fluids. So, man, mind you, you finish 112 miles, and now you're heading out to run a marathon. Okay, and what happened? And I got sick. Yeah. Okay. I got very sick. And, of course, this is exactly where I am yes. on the side of the road yes. watching you, and I see I see you get sick, and I think, oh, God, she's done. How disappointing that this is where, you know, she's going to end, but, you know, God, she did so well on the swim, and she did so well on yeah. the bike ride. Oh, you know, that's okay, because she's so, like... She's so good. She was out here. She tried, and it doesn't matter that she doesn't finish it. And then literally you got sick on the side of the road, and you just kept running. Yep. Like, there was no stopping you. No stopping you at all. And if I remember right, you got your best score. Yep. And My what, time from the year before. What, what was the time? 11.18. So 11 hours and 18, 18 minutes. minutes. Yep. I think I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe Gosh, I should remember this. Around 16th to 20th place. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really good. My goal was to get top 10, and I didn't. But at the same time, like, 
to finish an Ironman is, isn't an accomplishment. And you now itself. have, and, and you've now done it a couple of times. And I've done it a couple of times. I mean, it was, it was, as I said before, one of the most incredible experiences for me to be there watching you and to see you go so deep within what were you, what, what do you go through? Like, how do you even mentally prepare for something like that? I think it's, it's a, it's, you go through tons of emotions that day because you're, I mean, think about that. You are exercising, you're working out, you're pressing your body for 11 hours. And for me, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I don't have, yes, I wanted to top 10 was my goal. Okay. And then when I started getting sick, I said, okay, going into the run, I was in second place in my age group. And then I got sick and I started walking and I said, okay, I need to readjust my goals. So Mm. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to reset. Because to me, if I would have finished, crossed that finish line and been disappointed, like I defeated the purpose of why I was there. I just got chills. You have, so sometimes in your journey... It's not failure, it's a reset. Oh. And that to me is, you know, you spend a lot of time in your own head that day. It's not like you can wear music. Mm. You know, you're out in the middle parts of Hawaii that are pretty desolate at times. Like you have to like reflect and be your own cheerleader mm-hmm. and and build yourself up and be like, you're okay, you're, you're going to do this, you're going to finish this. And that for me is... You know, talk about silver linings. It makes you realize when you're up against hard times, it's you can figure out your other options. And you look at other options as not failures, but a different path that you're going to take. And then how do you take that path and find victory in that path? So you've been able to take, like go deep within when things haven't worked out. Yep. And be able to both personally and professionally. Yep use that I mean I, I think it's resilience it's that tenacity it's yep. like digging deep I love what you said in terms of you know you had to reset it wasn't a failure you had already done so incredibly well yep. and you were walking at that point which is when yep. I thought oh she's done yep. she's walking that means she's going to walk off and instead you looked within and said okay I might not finish before you like one to 10, I might finish. And you said 16. Yeah. I mean, incredible. And here's the thing. Like I had done 1138 the year before. And so my goal was to go sub 11 hours. So top 10, sub 11 hours. And when I got sick and started walking, you know, of course I had my moments of beating myself up. Like I, I failed, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to a point where I started to reset and think, okay, let's change the goal. And I looked at my watch and I started doing the math of like, okay, I'm, you know, at X mile in the run. If I can hold, you know, X amount of miles per minute, Mm. I can beat my time from the year before. Mm. So suddenly it became about being faster than the year before. And that became my goal within the race. And, And so I ended up beating it by 20 minutes, but it was being able to take something that didn't quite work out the way I thought and figuring out a new goal and going after it within that day, which then to me is I look back with fond memories of the whole thing because it's like I didn't fail. I beat my time from the year oh, before. I just readjusted. You definitely did not fail. So absolutely incredible. I, I love how you did the reset. That is one of our steps in the seven steps and I, I absolutely incredible. So then we end up at the end of this day. <laughs> 
It is. <laughs> it is. Do you remember what my feet look like? Oh my gosh. You were like. You like have you, pickled feet. Oh. I mean, your feet are stenched in sweat for basically 11 hours. Yeah, they're wet for yes. 11 hours. So what would happen in 11 hours? Well, I was not prepared to see that. Yeah. And you end up going in to take, I think it was an ice bath. Yeah. An ice bath. And I say, you go, you go in there and I'm just going to take a little nap. <laughs> I mean, it was so exhausting yes. for me to be out there. And she's sound asleep when I come out. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I do the Iron Man or did she do the Iron Man? But hey, you did Iron Eat that day. I did. <laughs> I went to every single, like anytime there was a little teeny like bakery yeah. or I would say, oh, I'll just nibble on that, nibble on that and nibble on that. But you went into this to this bathtub, and I thought, okay, I'm just gonna lay down just for a little bit, and I'm not sure what we're doing tonight. But you had like energy the last time that I had gone to a big race with you, a triathlon. It was Oceanside. Yeah, it was uh, Wildflower. Or something yeah, no, like Oceanside. That. You're right. Yeah, and the night the night after after the night you had just finished it, you were like gung ho on a high, like we're going out, and so I'm like, I'm just gonna take a quick nap, and I didn't wake up till the next morning. Yeah. I mean, I literally was cashed out. You did the race and I was just so exhausted, but so proud of you. Okay. So you've just given us such a great silver lining. The idea that, you know, sometimes you just have to reset in the middle of something. Yes. So you right now are not only high tech phenom at your company and you're doing so well in cybersecurity, you also are a huge force in a lot of, you know, women that are trying to get back out there, get in shape. You have a Peloton group yep. that follows you. You also do something super cool with people to get them to just start to follow what they eat and getting back out there for exercise. Can you tell us a little bit about this formula for change and eating and losing weight? Can you give me your, yeah. your philosophy on that? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a registered dietitian, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, one of the, and I think I've told you this before, one of the great things about working out is you become very in tune with your body. It's, you know, you know, when you're sick, you know, when you're injured, you know, when something is kind of a little off, it's like you become your own doctor to your body because you know it so well. Mm. And so I've been somebody who has like, I will never be that tiny little person. Like I have to watch what I eat. And so over the years I've kind of, you know, people will say, well, you know, you work out so much, you must eat like a horse. And it's like, no, I don't because I have to watch it. And I've learned over the years really about, you know, to me, the biggest thing is calorie deficits is learning that, you know, being honest with yourself about how much you're eating hmm. and tracking calories and really cutting out tons of stuff that people think are healthy for them. I mean, they might eat true pro protein bars in a day and they think, well, I'm eating healthy. It's like, yeah, but it's a lot of processed food. And so what mm -hmm. I've kind of done, and it's been fun for me, is really sit down with younger girls because they don't realize how many calories they're going to Starbucks and they're getting Frappuccinos. And they think, well, I just had a Frappuccino today, but they didn't realize they had you know, how many grams of sugar. And then they go into, you know, Chick-fil-A and they've had, you know, French fries and it's getting them to stop and put it down on paper and being accountable for what they eat. Mm. And it's a lifestyle change, not a diet. Because Ooh, I, I think like that. the biggest thing people like to do is you know, there's all these fats, keto, um, Atkins, you know, uh, um, the one, the Mediterranean diet, like 
I don't think there's any one size fits all when it comes to nutrition, but if you're not counting your calories and then looking at your activity level, you're never going to have a healthy lifestyle. And so that's what I really, and there's intermittent fasting. I mean, there really is. Well, I just remember when my kids would call you up and it was a prom season, senior ball, and they're like, all these girls wanted to get in shape for that. Senior trip. Oh, senior trip. That was like the big one. And you had, you know, 20 plus kids that you were managing and walking them through and they were blown away that just by thinking about what they were eating and having a little bit of an understanding, even now, the other day, uh, when we went into Starbucks and Danny said, oh, I'm going to get oat milk milk, versus almond milk. And I hadn't even really heard about oat milk. So I said, hey, what's the deal with that? And the barista said, well, it's got more sugar, but... It, you know, has this benefit and that benefit. And I thought, I wonder what's better. Like, just tell me which one I should have. Right. Is it coconut milk? Is it almond milk? Is it oat milk? What, which one is the best? But I also look at that and think it's moderation. Mm. And so the more you deprive yourself, the more you're going to binge. Yeah. And so, and the other big thing I've learned too is that, you know, everyone's got these fitness trackers and everything else. Be very careful. Like if I go take a spin class, it might tell me I burned 600 something calories. Well, I'm, my body is used to burning calories. So the fact of the matter is I probably burned 300. Like I shouldn't go eat 600 calories because I think I just burned. Like you have to really watch. Okay, that was a mic drop right there. <laughs> I hope everyone heard that. Just because you get the fitness app your, says you've burned 645 calories. You don't then go and say. No, you don't consume 645 calories. All right, this interview's done. I thought for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So at the end of every interview that I do with, um, when I bring somebody on, I have rapid fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? Waist up. Oh, I would have said that too. How often do you wash your hair? Every day. It's so not fair. Actually, I I shouldn't say every day. I would say- When you work out. Yes. When you work out. Every day when I work out. Okay. Question. When you work out twice a day, do you wash your hair twice? No. Never. No, because I'll wash my body, but not my hair again. But too dry. Yes, too dry. Yeah, I get that. Uh, okay, are you a podcast listener besides the Silver Line? Besides the Silver Line, occasionally. Occasionally, and which one would you listen to? I listen to a lot of the bar stools, like oh. sports podcasts. Oh, that doesn't surprise yeah, me at all. <laughs> People are like, I have no idea what that yeah. is. Okay, um, I love this beauty product by name. Oh, you know me. I'm terrible. I know. I'm looking. Products. I'm looking at you right now. Do you even? Have, you have no makeup on. Do I you? don't. I'm like the worst. I don't wear makeup very rarely. Okay, but when you do, okay, perfect. Uh, Kiehl's. I bought Kiehl's face Actually, moisturizer. Actually, what was that? No, what was that lipstick? You or not lipstick? It was the uh, the lip, lip balm? balm you just had me put I on. I got it at a facial place, but I don't know the name of it. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, that was good. It was good. You know what? Yes. I'll put that in the okay. show notes. I got. I do Kiehl's. I've been moisturizing with Kiehl's. Okay. I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I know. If you all could see her face right now, she's got a glow, like that sun tan yeah. glow, which I am not a she's fan. She's not a fan. I know. I'm terrible. I mean, okay. So what do you, what, what's your favorite sunblock? The one you gave me with the mango smell? Oh, What's that called? Right. Which one is that? Kula. Yes. Kula. Awesome. But they have a matte version of Kula for your face, tinted matte. I use it. A lot of times I don't even put anything else on okay. as the foundation. I need that because I get the raccoon eyes Do it. from yeah. all the bike riding and yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. 
So we're yeah. going to do that. Okay. Uh, backyard, I mean, I can't even believe I'm asking this, but backyard barbecue or a swanky cocktail party. <laughs> backyard barbecue. <laughs> Favorite poolside cocktail? Vodka. Deep Eddie's vodka. Soda. Limes and lemons. Okay. And just, you know, when you are, um, when you're thinking about favorite band that you could actually go to, I know right now we can't, who would you absolutely want to go see? See again or see for the first time? See again. You too. Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to say One Republic. I've seen, I love them too. God, you so I love do. them. I do love them. I mean, and we were talking last night about yeah. that, that rose in the guy's yeah. face. They handed us roses at the, uh, in the middle of the concert and wanted us to throw them on stage. And I, I couldn't hit the side of a barn, but somehow I was able to connect with the guys. <laughs> Hillary throws the, the rose to, into the lead singer's face and the, it literally hits his face and like explodes. And it was like, okay, how? And he looked at her like, how did you just do that? I mean, mid-song, he's yeah. singing. Well, but no, you were supposed to be throwing him on stage, and then it just, like, literally exploded on his face. Okay, and this one I want to say is midlife magic means to you what? Midlife magic means to me my kids are content. I am in a good space in my job and in my personal life and spending more time with my friends. Mm, I like that. Well, I'm going to give Cheers. you a toast. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was so much fun. All right. So that is the official first Chick Chat. You heard it here. Thank you for joining us. And as we always say, live now, love now. So you better get out and start doing it. Take care, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest, which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together, we've hit the reset button for you turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.